Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. Boom! This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion, and welcome back to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. Let's dive right in, shall we? You know, I don't like Facebook. I think I've made that clear, but I love Facebook memories. I love seeing what's popped up. That's why I still post photos of the family and events that are going on. Just so five, ten years from now, I can look back. It's like It really is an ingenious uh, invention, but whoever at Facebook thought about that, great job. The memories that keep popping up in your feed from many, many years ago. So last night was Halloween, had a great trick-or-treat with our nine-year-old, and uh, the memories popped up from when she was in the NICU, you know, just a couple months old, still on the vent, still on a trach. Uh, Actually hadn't got the trach yet. She didn't get traked until December of that year. That's right. I'm talking about 2014, so this would have been nine years ago. So she was born in August, you know, weighed a pound and given two hours to live, and so we walked in, I remember we walked into the NICU on Halloween and, uh, you know, we had to get up, drive our kids to middle school, elementary school, then make the trip down to Children's Hospital. And I remember they had her dressed up in a uh, Halloween outfit, like a little a witch or something like that. She was a witch last night, too. So how, how about that? Um, but it was it was amazing what the nurses at the NICU did for us and for her and made it all just seem so normal, you know, decorated her little thing with uh her little isolate with you know halloween things it was just cute you know and i thought about wow because then what popped up in the memories was my wife and i there was a photo of me and my uh who at the time would have been our youngest daughter Paige, but since susan was born she's the second youngest and there's a picture of me and pagey out trick-or-treating that night and it's all a blur but then it's not like i don't even remember half that (laughs) i remember it's funny. I don't know if this happens to you. You remember something like it was yesterday, but then it seemed that period of time was just a big blur. That's why I love those Facebook memories to, you know, kind of bring us back. And there's a picture of me and Pagey out in front of a door trick-or-treating. And I remember, you know, we had to rush home from the NICU to get her ready to go out. And Laura was at a friend's house. Malin's at a friend's house. It was just chaotic, you know? And, you know, I get this question a lot. Like, how'd you ever get through that period of time? Like every day for 221 days, you're at the hospital with your daughter, you know, for the first few months, not even thinking if she was going to live. She had all these brain bleeds and a hole in her heart. By the way, the hole in the heart just closed. I mean, isn't that amazing? Praise God. Like she had a hole in her heart. She had to have open heart surgery. Oh, it closed. How? I don't know. Whatever you guys are doing, keep doing it. Oh, you mean praying? Okay. We'll keep doing that. Um, but it was just uh, people like, how'd you get through it? How'd you get through it? I mean, you get Halloween and you're there for them, Thanksgiving and everything. You're keeping everything normal for the older kids, but you got all of this chaos and uncertainty and millions of dollars of hospital bills coming in. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot you straight. It still wasn't as painful as being in a job. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting you straight, 100%. Because back when I had a job, 
prior before Susan was born, and we had the three older kids who were very young at the time, probably five, two, one. I had to be, hey, can I leave early? It's Halloween. You know, can I get out of the office? I got, or I had to just, you know, shift my whole schedule around, ask permission just so I could be at home when the kids got home from school and help them get ready for a fun night. You know, Halloween's so much fun in our family. You know, why? Because we treat it more like the harvest. You know, we have a, you know, we decorate our porch and, you know, the kids dress in, they're not, you know, crazy, stupid outfits. These are, they're dressing up as princesses and, you know, witches and just anything you would see normal, like normal families on cartoons and what we did as kids, you know, in the 70s and 80s when I was growing up, Halloween was a time to get together, be out in community, people having hot apple cider out of their trunk in the driveway. You're in community, right? So we're all called to be in community. And uh, there wasn't any negative connotation at all to it. You know, it was fun. It was clean. It was simple. It was innocent. Still is if you make it that way. So, but it near it wasn't nearly as painful at that period as it was all those years in corporate having to miss a lot of those magical moments and just rush home like my hair was on fire just to be able to rush around and trick or treat thinking about what I had waiting for me at work the next day, you know? So was it stressful having a kid in children's for nine months? Of course, of course it's stressful. I'm not saying it wasn't, but there's levels of stress. And the other thing that really frustrated the living crap out of me is when I was in a job, I knew that I had control over my future. Like I knew I could pull the plug at any time and just say, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to keep saying yes. I don't want all this other stupid responsibility for the same amount of money. You know, I don't want to be penalized for being a high performer, you know, and I knew I had control over that, but I didn't have the courage and the backbone to do anything about it. That's what really frustrated me beyond knowing. I was like, I know I'm better than this. I know I'm called to do more, but yet I'm still tolerating this existence. See, we don't get what we deserve. We get what we tolerate. So the good news about that period of time, fast forward to when our daughter was in children over Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of these different holidays that we had to spend down there, the good news is was I was free. So I was on my own schedule. I was still recording podcasts in the parking lot of Children's Hospital in the parking garage. I would edit them sitting next to my daughter while I was on my laptop while she was in the isolate in the NICU. And I would continue to work. I would take sales calls from my car. I was free. It was still my schedule. Nobody had control over it. And by the way, imagine having to ask your... If you think getting out of work two hours early on Halloween is tough, imagine asking for 221 days off in a row so you could be there for your family. You'd be fired. You'd be like, yeah, thanks. No, you're, you're gone. Grab your box, load it up. You're out of here. And they have every right to do so. You know, They're the boss. You're not. Now I'm the boss and have been for the past 18 years. And that's why I'm always preaching freedom, freedom over security. If you're not free right now, like if you're in a situation that I was in at that time, it's, it's you know, I'm trying to think of the best way to frame this. Not being in there right now, okay, that's where you are. Continuing to do that every day without putting a, at least a plan together, unforgivable. You're going to kick yourself when you're 65 years old. 
you're going to have the gold watch, the plaque, the ribbon, whatever it is they shove you out to pasture with these days. I don't even remember what it, I don't even know what it is now. Back when I was there, we gave, you know, you give you a recognition, uh, gave you a sweater, a gold watch, and hey, we'll see you later. Enjoy whatever good years you got remaining. All right. Whatever that can be defined as. But now there's so many different ways to be free and especially by sharing this message that you have, you know, building a global audience by sharing your story and teaching lessons and letting people know what you've discovered about your life, about this area that you're really passionate about. The, you know, the challenge and the good news are both the same. There's so many things to talk about. That, you know what's funny? People are like, well, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Well, careful what you wish for because you're going to be paralyzed by the amount of great content that you can create. You're going to have to pick one or two and go with it for a short period of time. Start finding your voice, building that audience, and building this freedom because behind that wall of freedom is purpose. There's significance. There's things that you probably don't even know that are going to fuel your fire right now. You may have had a taste of them. Maybe you volunteered at a food pantry or maybe you've gone on a mission trip. How much did that fill your cup? I'm guessing it overflowed with purpose, right? Think about doing that on a regular basis and helping other people. And by the way, being compensated handsomely for it. And all you have to do is make a decision because nothing starts until you make a decision. The hardest part for me, and I told you that just now, is the hardest part was making that decision. I was tortured. I was like, I know I'm better than this. I know I am called to do more than this, but I just can't do it. I'm, I just can't. I'm just, I got the golden handcuffs. I got the nice salary. I got all these things. But when that pain just escalated, and it does, it gets to a certain point, you're just like, screw it. I'm going for it. I'm just going to do it. So last night, when I saw those memories come up yesterday, my wife, I was showing my wife like, oh my God. I go, do you remember that? Do you remember 2014? She goes, kind of. I go, do you remember? She goes, yeah, of course. I remember Halloween because I remember that photo of you and Paige out in front of that door trick-or-treating. I remember that day. Now I do. Had you put a gun to my head before I saw that photo, I, I wouldn't have quite remembered it that way. Now it's vivid in my mind. And I love those memories because it wasn't a struggle at the time because we had so much faith that God was going to use this girl and our family to create an amazing story and paint a canvas that was just going to be unbelievably magical, you know, that I never gave up hope. I never gave up that faith. And I thanked God every day that I did not have a job anymore so I could be there for the people who needed me at that time. So Halloween 2023 is come and gone. It was the best one ever. And I think everyone is a great one. And we celebrate all that day, the Easter and Christmas and Thanksgiving and Father's Day. Father's Day is my favorite day of the year. We get our whole family together. My kids are around. It's always in June. It's beautiful. The weather's nice. Hang by the pool. I mean, there's so many days that I just squeeze the awesome sauce out of now that I never had a chance to enjoy. All because that decision got made a while ago. And for you, maybe you're coming up on that decision. Maybe you've already made it and you're like, yeah, man, high five. I get it. It's always a great reminder though, right? It's always a great reminder, even if you've already crossed over that threshold to say, wow, I did it. I made the decision and it worked out. It always works out. The only way it wouldn't work out if you stopped working, you know? So don't ever stop working. I don't stop working. I don't want to stop working. People are like, when are you going to retire? Never. Never. What the hell do I want to retire from? What's there to retire from? I'm going to retire because I talk eight to 10 minutes a day on a podcast. That's stupid. I would never stop doing that. I don't want to retire from coaching. 
I don't ever want to do that. There's somebody's life out there like mine was changed many years ago because I hired a coach, because I started to work with someone who had great ideas that had been where I want to go that could shorten the time frame. I would, I, I, now I'm that person. I get to be that person. How blessed am I? What, what would I ever retire from? I have no interest in retiring, you know? So anyway, I hope this message helped. I hope it planted a seed in good soil for you. Share it with somebody. Who needs to hear it? All right. Say it with me, gang. Have V. Best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for. Amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.